0: Okay guys, uh, welcome to S- episode 67 of Biomast. Uh, we really appreciate everybody ducking in tonight. So this is kind of one of these kind of interesting things when you're covering a uh, either a, a gaming community or a, a set of games in general that happens from time to time. We're sort of in this impending lull before actual news hits. Uh, and in case you haven't been keeping up and if you listen to this podcast, if you're one of the eight or nine people that do, you're probably well aware that the CPM, Council of Planetary Management, uh, that's the community elected uh, commu- player representatives that uh, effectively work with CCP in terms of uh, game development, ge- game development, uh, but in a bit of, you know, kind of a sounding board uh, slash focus group that uh, we we have just gone through an election. The results are basically in, uh, but they are not released publicly. CCP's got them, and that, I believe, is going to get released tomorrow. Uh, so there will be plenty of things to talk about in all things CPM for next week, for next show on Sunday, uh, which is good. So we do have a couple of things we wanted to kind of mention. You know, Like I said, a little bit of a, an impending wave break for us, but uh, we wanted to go over a little bit in terms of sort of the general state of the game. Like, hey, where are we at as the, the new Community reps take uh, take office, so to speak, or, you know, they're announced and they start their uh, the legality process of going through getting their NDAs and all that kind of good stuff. So they can kind of get doped up on what's down, really down for the future of the game that the general public doesn't see. So we'll talk a little bit about that tonight. Uh, We do have Kane Sparrow on tonight who was begging us to come on because he's got an earth shaking announcement that he needs to, to, you know, get a hold of us. I'm assuming it's something to do with the fact that one of his uh, one of his alts was actually running for CPM, and he's got it forewarned notice that he's been reelected. Uh, other than that, we do want to oh. talk. Ah, come on, man! I had to I had to hook you up a little bit. The um, but we will uh, give you a little bit of heads up on some of the other side projects that biomass is working on, and in, uh, to include our newly minted spotlight episodes that we're uh, starting to plan and we're soliciting feedback from the audience in terms of some things that you guys want us to do a deep dive on. So without further ado, let's go ahead and knock out some uh, some introductions and we're going to start all the way at the top of the list with Bait. Go ahead, brother.
1: Hey everybody, I'm Iowa Bait. I'm a director at the Demonic Cowboys and a editor for the Biomass blog. Alrighty,
0: Pokey.
2: Uh, Pokey Draven from OSG Planetary Operations, co-host here in the blog, editor for the, or sorry, co-host on the podcast, editor for the blog, and uh, running for CPM two. We'll see how that goes soon.
0: Alrighty, Godin?
3: Hello, Goden Killer, your resident fishlord and member of Negative Feedback Club.
0: Okay, and Kane.
4: Yes, a uh, f- uh, former member of the CPM on CPM zero and leader of the Negative Feedback Alliance.
0: Alrighty. And Soraya.
5: I'm Soraya Zell, um, a member of uh, CPM1, a co-host here on the show, and an editor on the blog.
0: Alrighty, and I'm Jason Larison. I'm also a member of OSG Planetary Operations, and uh, I am a reportedly a co-host here on Biomast, or at least I'm the talking head. I do nothing with the blog, mostly because I refuse to bow to the peer pressure of, uh, of Soraya Zell to write anything because I write a lot professionally, like in the real world, but uh, I'm sure one day I'll I'll throw an entry in there somewhere. Uh, All right, so what we're going to do is uh, turn it back over to to Zell real quick and get a CPM update, which I'm sure he probably has nothing to tell us as as normal. Uh, However, uh, from that, I think we, we can talk a little bit about his future job. In terms of uh, how biomass is going to work, probably starting next week-ish, which will be the official CPM Heckler. So Zell, take it away.
5: Yeah, we're going to transition from uh, me being heckled as a CPM, um, having to come up with things to update. Is um, I'm going to just like take random potshots at CPM two members uh, at this at this point in the show every week from now on. So um,
4: the torch has been passed.
5: Yeah, because for those who aren't in the know, um, I, I I I've you have no idea how fed up I've gotten with Kane at times because he'll just nudge me about stuff all the dang time, and you know, it's, it's, I sometimes it felt like he didn't realize he wasn't a CPM anymore or whatever. He just he just kept pestering, and uh, so I'm gonna enjoy that that tradition can now be passed down, and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna bug CPM too a lot.
0: Well, go ahead. Well, uh, all right. So on that note. We can – but well, before we go any further because we have no idea what Kane's here to say, but we know he was a, a very insistent, uh, like peppering all of this numerous – numerous, Numerous you, messages. You sent me a message.
4: On. You're like, come on. I guess get on. No, no. Come
0: yeah, on. but you're the one who said, hey, I've got an announcement. <laughs> so so what, what, pray tell, do you have to announce tonight?
4: So I've actually started a new career, and that currently involves me working about 80 hours a week. So I'm actually for now I'm going to be retiring from Dust for the indefinite future.
0: What? All right, sweet. So let's see. Who is going to run negative feedback when you leave?
4: Well, we got a few officers. They're uh, they're debating it right now.
0: Okay. Cool. All right. So what game are you going to play then? Now that you're not playing Dust.
4: Play when I have enough time. To actually, see my wife.
0: Mm-hmm. Sure. So okay. ladies and gentlemen, what you all heard was a, uh, was a very uh, rousing cover story from one each cane sparrow about why uh, he's going to transition his playtime to some other game, just to run that out there. Uh, Cause it's all smoke and mirrors, shadows and dust and all that good stuff. Okay. So, well, actually that's pretty cool. I'm, I'm very glad that you got a good, uh, a good gig going and you, uh, you sound happy with it anyway. So uh, as we move on, let's talk a little bit about the state of dust. Uh, and we can keep this relatively concise and get a few different opinions in there. Uh, the the long and the short of it, uh, and this is I'll just kind of give an, an opener. Uh, the the game has been around in some playable form or fashion for how long, guys? About five years ish? Not not quite five years.
5: Forever. I think it was sometime in twenty eleven that, that the earliest closed beta something. Yes. yes. No? Yeah. No. December, December Twenty
3: eleven. That's when close beta started. Like that was the earliest.
0: Okay. So it's nine been was
5: cool videos on a screen. Two thousand nine okay. was not playable.
0: No, I'm with yeah. you. So so let's so it's it's been around for a hot minute. Um the the game is obviously I, I think by anybody's stretch in terms of what it was originally billed as, I think we're well past the realization that it you know, Dust five one four is not Anything remotely like what they what they originally pitched it to be uh, or would be, Um, and that's okay. So once you get kind of past that, you realize that you have a what can be a relatively fun uh, kind of first person you know first person shooter uh, you know PvP style game, Uh, and that's really what you have you know sixteen on sixteen, which is not a bad player count, uh, but certainly like many things in dust, very dated. So basically if you looked at a like graphics quality and general game, pay, gameplay quality of a B game, B level game, you know, from probably five or six years ago, that's not a bad place for, for you to think you visualize the feel of dust. Now, that being said, the community has been very, very staunch uh, and pushed for a lot of things and, and tried to work through a lot of things the CPM did as well. Long story short, uh, in many of the, the roller co- coasters like uh, episodes with with many things CCP or game related period, the games is the game has had highs and lows. And it hit kind of the lowest of the low, um, you know, over a year ago when we had uh, Fan Fest 2014, I think, uh, which uh, effectively in many people's mind killed the game, like literally like put the stake in the heart of the game, and anything else was. Kind of a cash grab for whatever's remained. ton of players left, uh, but obviously a lot more players came on. Mostly uh, you know fresh players, folks that hadn't been from you know familiar with the game, they engaged it as a free to play game on PlayStation Network uh, and enter CCP or Tati, who is for a long time, I think was effectively like li- literally the only guy working on the game, like in any meaning- meaningful sense until very, very recently. Uh, and he was very connected with the player base. He He's a longtime player himself. He's enjoying it. Uh, but he basically, you did make the game much better uh, with a much, much more limited scope of resources and, and little budget to speak of. Probably made more progress in the year that he was doing that with significantly less resources than uh, the CCP Shanghai team did with a couple of years prior with much more resources and people thrown at it. Go figure that. Um, so a lot of people had a, had a kind of an uprise, like no pun intended, but like a good uh, upswing in terms of their, their thoughts toward dust. CCP obviously at least recognized that it was still a thing. And, it, and, you know, the CEO, Hilmar, is still a bit of a fan of it, we think. That being said, here recently, the game's... Kind of going back into a little bit of a backslide in terms of sort of playability and fun a lot of server issues a lot of a lot of getting into match issues things like that and there's a bit of a a schism inside the the community because the the dynamics and the demographics of the community are changing from it's still a western you know sort of centric um centric community in terms of like north america and parts of europe But because of the life cycle of the PS3, and it's not ported to anything else, nor likely will it be, um, you have a very large growing uh, non-English speaking contingent, uh, mostly from South America and Asia, that are steadily growing in their numbers. And that's kind of how these things go, by the way, in terms of the life cycle of of any game, because that's sort of how how they work themselves around the world in terms of who has access to what game platform, things like that. So... That's kind of where we're at right now. Uh, just And that's a really 30,000-foot you know, kind of uh, bird's-eye view of what's going on without getting into a lot of the specifics. So what I kind of want to do is open up to you guys. is What is your general feel on the state of where dust is right now and what is perhaps things that we can anticipate that CPM2 will see or face as community reps during their term for the next year?
3: I think that they're going to see eventually figure out that pouring it will probably really keep their money going so i think that they'll eventually do it just not anywhere near now
2: i mean for me i think it feels like uh we're running a a, a baton marathon here and we're kind of at that last uh last bit of our sprint here and the game is a little tired it's a little exhausting we're, we're gonna hand, hand that baton off to the next person and i feel like it's it's can it kind of be either they grab it and go or they're going to drop it. I think that things are going to change fairly soon here and it's either going to, you know, keep the game going or it's going to crash and you know, I obviously we've been around doing this for a long time. Uh, I hope it continues obviously, but I, I think that there's a lot of uncertainty in the future at least from the perspective of the player base and you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. I think it's going to be very interesting over the next uh, next year or so.
0: Okay, Uh, Bate. What do you think, man? Um, (laughs) well, I,
1: I really don't know. Um,
0: Now you're cutting out a little bit, man. I'm cutting out. Okay.
1: Um, is this better? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I would hope (laughs) that the game would continue to go um, on the current platform for another year or so if it can last that long and then get ported. But at this point, I just,
0: I don't know. <laughs> okay. Uh, Kane, uh, what's okay. your general thoughts?
4: The thing is, this game, if it's going to continue on, it's going to have to get to another platform. Um, that's something that the CPM2 may find out out the gate that is either happening, not happening, being talked about, or whatever. But until it's actually something that's public knowledge, Um, We're gonna still see trends where of people kind of generally sliding and kind of disappearing out of the game. Um, it's just, you know, it's a it's a game that has a lot of long-term investment in it in a lot of different ways in terms of your SP and, you know, the way you monetarily put money into the game in terms of ore and stuff like that. And I think without concrete knowledge about the game continuing on past the current platform, um, as people, you know, have their PS3s die and, you know, they get more games on the PS4 or Xbox or any you know, any other platforms, uh, you'll, you know, generally see people slide and kind of go on to other games. I mean, you still have uh, some influx of players, like you said, from uh, from South America um, and Mexico and, and areas like that, um, you know, that have kind of, I think, beefed up the population and actually been a pretty vital part of probably keeping um, Dust afloat in terms of just the player count. Um, uh, I mean, that can't be understated, I don't think. Um, and it's just what it really comes down to is this, uh, is the revenue income. As long as Dust is pulling in more uh, money than its operating cost, it'll continue to, to be something that CCP eyes. Uh, I mean, really, I think what Rattati did is he's gone through and he's made a lot of improvements to the game, a lot of important improvements. And um, personally, I think what it's doing is he is getting the game into a good position in order to be able to make a case to CCP the higher-ups, that this game does in fact deserve a port to another platform. Um, Maybe he's already made that case and, you know, stuff's already happening. Uh, There's no way to know, really. Um, There's only going to be certain people that actually know whether or not something like that has occurred. Um, But to me, it all very much feels like CCP building this out into a real game, so... Um, I mean the problem the thing is like you're saying uh, we can't have fumbles like being able to get into matches or especially with this big push to make CCP more prevalent I mean it's kind of falls flat if you know 50% of the matches or 25% of the matches or even if it's just 10% of the matches end up disappearing or as the current term right now is you know being CCP'd. You know, uh, I mean, that's, I, I hear that. I've been hearing that constantly over the last two weeks is like, oh, this match was CCP or this match was CCP, you know, that just basically everyone getting ready to go and do PC matches and then nothing happening.
0: Yeah. A
3: shame.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, and I, I think that's kind of fair, uh, in terms of the outlook on it and, it, and, you know, just a quick side note as I'm listening to, to you guys kind of pitch here is there's A fine but very distinct line between a port and a a 2.0. And the reality is, is, you know, a port would be yes. We need to get the game to a certain level, and then there's uh, a certain transference of almost exactly what you have with tweaks to make it work on a new platform. That that is a port. Um, The the, the unfortunate, the unfortunate thing is that I think they had an opportunity at some point, and maybe still had to actually develop a 2.0. Uh, that was the Eve Legion concept that would have. I, th- I think they announced that it was going to go to PC, which then created a whole, a whole another set of drama uh, instead of going console. But and they they have let the Eve Legion name lapse in terms of trademarking. So. If they're working on something, they're probably still going to retain some level of the iconography of uh, Dust 514 or call it something totally different, uh, which could be interesting. You know, who knows? Like I said, I'm I'm fairly agnostic to whatever they do right now because I'm I'm just not going to spend money on it. Because, you know, Kane, you pointed out very well that most of CCP's, their stock and trade is developing games that foster really deep long-term commitment to the game and to the community that they do that incredibly well when they set their teeth into it. And the interesting thing is they do it so well. If you look at dust, which if anybody else had built the, the, you know, if if any other player base that I can think of that didn't like transfer over from like mag and Eve, like those type of communities, if, if you had any different chemistry, um, I don't, I don't think, I think the game would really would not have survived. I think because the the tight knit you know sort of engagement of the of the players, that's really what helped protect the game because they were willing to continue to spend money and to work with Rottati on it. Um, Zell, I'm just I'm I know you're in a somewhat different position as a sitting CPM mem- member and you're you're somewhat privy to some of the things that CCP are I looking I know at in the things, future.
5: Jay. I know things.
0: Yeah, continue to to play your Denny Fleetfoot rap out here, and I'll continue to play like, yeah, stomp at you. I
5: can only do it for for one more day, so I got I got to really milk it while I can.
0: Yeah, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> but anyway, I, I'm just kind of curious what you're, you know as a player, and even informed by some of your you know some of the conversations you've had, like what is your general feeling of the state of dust?
5: Um, I mean, I, like it's been really tough this last. Few weeks, particularly because of you know game connection issues combined with utter amounts of silence with both of the both of the communicate devs being uh, out on on you know having lives outside of outside of producing this game.
3: You have to have lives.
5: Yeah, I'm, I'm, it's crazy. Like seriously, there, you have no idea how many times that we've gotten responses from Ratati about things at unholy hours from his time, and you're like, what? I, you just realize that he doesn't sleep. <laughs> um but i mean i think that it's gotten it, it, there's there's a there's a lot that's been built in in terms of potential in what it could do if it was given you know the greater resources if it was given you know a move to a new platform and i do think that it is in a position to do very well if it does make it to another platform but i don't think that there's much further it can go um on the ps3 and and a lot of that's not just you know where you can take the physical game but the communities have, you know, people buy their, you know, buy the PS4s and trade in their PS3s. But then there's just a lot of people whose PS3s are just freaking dying. because these Mine's
3: are... like almost dead.
5: I know. Like, I've seen I...
3: melted parts in the inside. It doesn't got like three months.
5: Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. The, the console just, they're not holding up for people. And the problem is, is when you look at the value of, say, you know, of playing Dust, on its own that's you know it's a free-to-play game no big deal but if you look at wait a minute i'd have to buy another console and even used there's still like 123 125 dollars or something like that it's it's that sort of thing is really killing there's a lot of a lot of players who want to play but can't anymore
0: well you know i, I was we were joking around in skype uh before the uh before we came on the air, and I was doing some shopping on Steam, so like I am literally a recent convert to Steam. I've never messed with it, um, and and if you just rattle off that number of one hundred and twenty dollars, think how many things you could download on Steam for one hundred twenty bucks. Oh yeah, That would occupy the shit out of your time, your I gaming could, time for all for a while.
3: I could get literally every single Fallout game. And the DLCs, and not even spend one hundred and twenty dollars.
1: Especially if you buy
3: during the summer sale, too.
2: I'd yeah. rather play Dust Or be humble bundles. But <laughs> I mean, PC game
3: doesn't one hundred and twenty-five dollars. I'm sorry, it's just not right.
5: But, but and, and that's yes. again, that's the problem. Is that we well, it's, it's a console that no longer. If you if you're thinking about buying, you know, a, a console to play Dust, well, you know, you're not gonna buy most people hopefully do not buy consoles to play a single game. I did, my PS3 was purchased for Dust and I paid 250 for it. Um, but, <laughs> uh, but I mean, it, it, usually you'll say, well, look at all of these games that I can play that m- makes this console purchase worth it. And with Dust being on the PS3, a game that, a console that is no longer supported really for any other game out there, uh, It's a much tougher proposition.
4: I mean, you know what I will say that PS Plus has definitely done a lot, and I think to keep, to help keep um, the PS3 kind of afloat in a lot of ways. You know, I mean, you just uh, it adds a lot of value to you know maintaining a ps3 i mean in addition to dust as well and we also i mean you have to remember dust was a major drive like uh, not a major that's not a good way to put it there was a large percentage of people that played dust that actually bought their consoles to play dust so uh, i wouldn't say it's a major driver of console sales by any stretch of the imagination no, but it's, i
3: think it I mean- boosted it like Twenty something percent. There's no way. At
0: one. No point. way. Like no, 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 no. I
3: know. Like you're, you're literally talking week. in the
0: millions. You're talking like in the millions. <laughs> no, it was for like a week. Like I it can't was, see that at all. There was a bundle
3: that came out that had Dust. It was some promotion for Dust 4. It was that, and then it had Uncharted Three. You, okay. All right. Stop. Like, stop
0: right there. You just like I can assure you, Dust had nothing to do with that at all. Right. <laughs> the sales
3: went up like twenty something percent when that started. Like that bundle had started coming out. Yeah, and but that, felt, that's yeah. like
0: that's like saying, Hey, it rained today, and there was a three car pile up like you know five miles from my house. Ergo, because it rains, there's going to be a three car pile up five miles from my house. I
3: mean that that's if it goes up that much, and that's. It was just that bundle that came out that week. So you,
0: you would literally I mean, have to have to show me some sort of printed article by a reputable I'll, gaming I'll media will, that I, w- I would believe that. <laughs> I, will tell you, be.
4: I will tell you this much though: uh, shortly after that bundle went out for the PS3s, you know what absolutely flooded eBay? The Dust Five One Four. PS3 bundles, so people Which, sure, uh-huh. as heck, sure as heck, heck weren't using them for their consoles. So I'm not sure if them driving, if that uh, included, that included thing was actually uh, a driver for this con- for console purchase by any stretch of the imagination.
1: I know it wasn't for me. I bought my uh, my Super I, Slim with with that exact bundle, and that's how I got my dust code. I um, just bought the
5: dust code on eBay.
1: <laughs> really? Man, yeah. I oh, get the code I, with I the card.
5: The, the car was code was like six dollars
1: oh yeah. yeah
4: i got i got a many many of those codes
5: uh, I just got the one
1: so I but, bought uh, them for they're expired they now it even if you 15. could get one now it wouldn't work i, I think they expired in like what april of 2014, four,
5: 2014. 14 maybe twenty yeah, fourteen 2014 is when they expired yeah
0: well i think I, th- I think I think the the net effect of what I just heard for a little while is uh, one, Godin's on cough medicine. Two, I, I think I think we all can generally agree that it, it's no shocker that if you're on the PS3 and you're not already on the PS4 or somewhere else, you, you're you've got a problem. Um, and again, I go back to the discussion of you know. In theory, from a player standpoint, what you want is a seamless transition to, or a phase transition, or really seamless or overlapping transition from uh, old, the old generation to the current generation of gaming platform, whatever that is. We're clearly not going to get that. Um, and and that, that's where that's where it, it, I think it'd be interesting where you're going to get, uh, it, is it tr- a true port? Is it... Is it like a 2.0 or whatever, or is it anything? Um, and I, I would, the only thing I could think that they might hold out for is on PlayStation 4 what you, there are quite a few games that are backwards compatible. And I guess that was, that that was one of the things I'm not, because I don't know the technical, the tech side of it. Like, I really don't know how hard it is to, to port the game literally as is direct where it can be played by somebody with a PS4. Like I, I don't, I don't have any clue how difficult that would be. Uh, But there are plenty of games that were played on the PS3 uh, that were digital in nature, digital downloads or whatever that you can literally play on PS4 as is now. And I also don't know if there, if how that works in terms of like keeping character names and, you know, character histories and SP and all that kind of jazz. So in in theory, I think they could do it And, and you never know, they might be working on it, but, It's really, really difficult to justify putting any form of um, like trust or or dare I say money into any product that they run, Uh, at least at least right now, particularly when you look at how a lot of how the how the how the absolute terrain of the game design world is changing in terms of how they engage the community in terms of funding and the status of games. Uh, CCP is clearly still holding a, a very kind of an old school line in terms of how that goes um, so it's kind of interesting it puts you in a it, it's it's a very consumer unfriendly environment that CCP sets up and they they very much have this just you know sort of like trust me just you'll like what i give you uh, you know or the infamous line from a dust developer one time which i think was we think you'll like it which is a dangerous thing for a game developer to say when he's talking to the players. So that's just, that's kind of my, my thoughts on it. And I, I think, Zell, you actually said this uh, very accurately. There's really nothing more that they're going to truly be able to do with the game as it currently sits on the PS3. I, and I'm talking about aside from tweaking numbers here and there in a spreadsheet that affects drop suits or changing in color here and there and some stuff. There's... They're talking. We're really talking about things very much in the margins about what they can do with the game, and the reality is, it's just old. <laughs> it looks old. It it's the sound is still pretty good, but I mean, it just in the gameplay itself, the mechanics of in the match play, it it it's it can be very fun. It can be very uh, very engaging at times, but when you go play anything that's been made like you know recently. It just it just shows its age at every facet and corner, unfortunately. Uh, and I say that from somebody who I still enjoy playing Dust on the occasions that I can actually get into a match. Uh, but it, it is just it's kind of at a point where somebody needs to do to do something, and there's no real point in putting any money into it. I know we can all tell Denny Fleetfoot that, but he still probably has like he puts in enough money for the rest of us. Yeah, he's he's clearly making up the bell curve right now. He's
5: he's single-handedly paying for this game. We're we're all just benefiting from Denny's generosity.
4: I know you say that was a joke, but I have absolutely no doubt, especially with the way the CCP has been uh, pushing out uh, monetization features, that it's the whales that are keeping this game afloat. Um, People who have, like, ten war barges that are all maxed out. And all that kind of stuff, you know? And I,
5: Honestly, though, I, I actually have heard um, very good things about... Um- the new player retention numbers lately compared to uh, past records. Yeah,
4: I mean there is a definite. See, that's the thing. We can say a lot of stuff about you know this is bad and this is not and this is not good and stuff. But I mean the numbers right now in terms of PCU and oh I mean we're definitely on an uptick right. in terms but, of PCU.
0: Here's here's the here's the interesting little secret about how this works. So a lot of that comes from people who now either. Have retained access to the PS3, or have gotten access to the PS3 and found a free-to-play game? Why? Because they don't have a lot of disposable income, probably. So you never know. I mean, maybe that. Maybe I mean, logically, you think increased player counts would generate uh, some form of increased ORM spins, for well, example.
3: Yeah. yeah.
0: But I I, th- I don't think you have the same. I, I don't I don't think it's going. I mean, you're you're kind of in this glide slope where the more people from a third world country or the more more folks that have limited disposable income because they haven't hopped to a PS4 yet uh, or don't have the money to hop to a PS4. I mean, I, at some point, you know, you, you, you can't get quite as much blood out, out of the rock, if you know what I mean.
2: Well, yeah
4: absolutely uh, and the, the when it comes down to a free-to-play game especially with player retention numbers it's not just player retention numbers that's going to be matter or pcu numbers it's conversion rates how many of these people are actually spending uh, money per month uh, and what is and on average how much is each person spending putting into the game you know per month you know without those numbers uh behind um, the actual, uh, logon statistics and stuff, uh, it doesn't really do much for Dust, um, I mean, and CCP is the only one who really is gonna know that, that, that information, uh, you know, I mean, so, we can, spe- we can sit here and speculate all day long in terms of, you know, is, and not only that, for all we know, it actually could be an influx of US players, I mean, we can anecdotally look and see, yeah, we see a lot more, um, um uh people from like the South American community and stuff like that playing the game. But f- to know it for sure, I mean, there's not really much we can do.
0: Yeah, no, I uh, that's fair.
4: The you make I mean the the point is still true though. I mean if dust is going to exist past the PS3 it has to not be on the PS3. I mean that's you know the whole like you know like the radio those radio commercials Captain Obvious, you know. It's the obvious thing, you know. If dust doesn't get off the PS3, then obviously it won't last longer than it.
2: Well Jay brought up a good point though that there's a big difference between a, a port and a, and a 2.0, so two speak. I mean I don't think if you take dust and copy it directly to the PS4 as is with you know the same engine, same graphics, it's gonna flop. I mean you it'll yeah. limp along at the same rate no, going now, but it's not gonna succeed if it's I don't know. a direct port. The thing I don't-
5: to bear in mind is that even if you were to say take everything what you have now and slap it on a, a higher end machine, you would have better graphics because if you've seen some of the the the, the images and, and work that, that CCP has posted at times and things you've seen in videos and stuff. When, when you design a game, you should design the textures and the, the, the models to be really good, and then you dumb them down to fit your performance needs. Like, they have higher resolution graphics available that's just well, a thing I, that
2: I, they um, have i i, I get yeah. that but I mean, there's there's other things that are terribly wrong with the game currently yes. and they, they should not be copy pasted over which is why i dislike the term port because that to me that kind of implies that and i think that there needs to be at least to some degree some substantial work to actually fix a lot of the wrongs that were that were done on the ps3 version and if that's going to get fixed now is the time to do it not you know copy it over and then try to fix it again which hasn't happened for years already
4: the other really big thing that could happen too is, um, you know, with, uh, Valkyrie going to Unreal Engine 4 and the new monetization model that Unreal has rolled out for the Unreal 4 engine. Um, I mean, I would not be surprised if CCP took a step back, if they were really seriously considering, uh, putting dust on another platform, uh, Going, moving to an Unreal Four engine. I mean, um, you know, I think uh, with the way the Shanghai studio is set up, there's a lot of uh, resource sharing in terms of personnel and stuff like that. And with an influx of personnel, uh, you know, uh, you know, looking through job postings and stuff like that of people that use Unreal Four engine, um, that's it. Wouldn't surprise me. I mean, you have uh, Gun Jack. Um, which is, runs on Unreal Four, being developed in Shanghai. So that means you have Unreal Four developers over in that area, um, and you know one thing we can tell is that right now the kind of standard MO for CCP has been you know tr- shifting people from one project and you know for, to another as needed in terms of resources and stuff, giving them a little bit more flexibility.
0: Yeah, no, I'll buy that. I mean, because Dust is, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, it's on, like, a modified Unreal 3 engine, right?
4: Heavily, heavily modified Unreal 3 engine. So basically, stu- well, stuff that's not available, like, that would be normally available in Unreal 4, like, certain lighting effects and stuff like that, they've kind of hacked their way into they, having they call
5: it. They called it Unreal 3.5 once or twice just because of how much they've they've...
0: Yeah, I I was hesitant to use that. I'd heard that before, but, I mean, Kane's point is accurate. I mean, the reality is most things are running on Unreal 4 (laughs) for a reason.
4: And it's not necessarily a gigantic, insurmountable leap to go from an Unreal uh, 3 engine to an Unreal 4 engine. Yeah. the I only other. The, well, well the, the issue really comes down to the more you optimize for uh, a console game like PS3 with the cell processor and stuff like that, the more you optimize for it, the more you have to kind of do and tweak it in such a way that makes it harder to run and work on an x86 platform. Um, now, we obviously know that some of that work has been done because we were shown a live demonstration of Legion. Um, you know, very, you know, very brief demo of it being run live at, you know, FanFest in 2014. Um, so we know that x86 code for Dust exists, but it's just a matter of, like, how far did they go down the rabbit hole and all that stuff before whatever happened to Legion happened to Legion, you know, with the uh, copyright lapsing and all that stuff.
3: Nice.
4: I mean, well, and, and and the other thing is all of that stuff was Unreal 3, so if CCB decides at some point that they're going to go to Unreal 4, I mean, it could be that all of the work that was done on Legion via Unreal 3 is moot. So
0: I speculate right. all day long. but No, you're right. I mean, everybody, like I said, everybody totally realized that, um, it, you know, getting off of the PS3 in some form or fashion is, is, is how you maintain the game. And in a weird way... I, And this is sort of an evolution of my own opinion about Dust. I mean, as much as I enjoy it, or you know, I still enjoy it. Like I said, not. um, I to me, it's more about uh, is there another game that you know the bulk of the community can perhaps go to? Because a large, a good chunk of this game came over from Mag. That started a lot of the kind of the the grassroots part for this game.
4: Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, between uh, stuff that came over from Eve in terms of leadership, and you know other Eve players and stuff like that, kind of setting the groundwork, and then also the Mag leaders that came over from various Corps and Alliance, uh, Corps and uh, not Corps but uh, Clans, um, and stuff like that uh, from Mag. I mean, you really kind of had some cross seeding between those two communities that created the base. For what would become the you know the first groups that were doing court battles and the first groups that were being heavily involved in planetary conquest and you know basically the social structure of Dust came from that kind of cross fertilization between I think um, um, Eve players that came over to the console world and also um, you know Mag players that came from you know from Mag as well. Um, it's really interesting to see how that does kind of lead, that leadership kind of panned out. I mean, you still have people who played mag in leadership positions in leadership positions today um in dust in pc still as we speak
0: yeah no i think right and and that's and it's interesting because i think a lot of the people that stuck with dust is it did it does did and does offer some kind of unique things out there in terms of this interesting confluence of uh team-based gameplay tactical shooter first-person shooter, you know, heavy sci-fi environment uh, that all kind of come together. And that was really, I think, was hitting the sweet spot for a lot of different tones for for the people that were interested in the game. And and that's one of the things I found about, that's kind of one of the reasons why it's almost, it's less to me about the game of Dust 514, Legion, whatever. Uh, It's more about the type of player that I've ran into uh, and the type of, like, Uh, It's like social connections, like game, like gamer buddy connections that you make in dust has been dramatically different than any other game, maybe outside of, of Eve itself. Uh, And even that is very different because the reality is like you you get together and you hang out and you do some stuff on, on a space game. But a lot of times you're playing world tanks, you're doing, you're using that as almost a jumping off point for other things to do, you know, digitally, so to speak. Um, But that's, uh, that's one of the things that I've. I've kind of, I've been curious about because I think that's kind of a shame that that the community itself would disperse, you know, throughout a lot of different games and we wouldn't have this other thing that we could jump, jump into and kind of uh, help be the seed corn for, you know, uh, a future game or another gaming community that hits something coming out or like a late breaking game that's coming up. So that's kind of one of the things and it's a little bit, um, you know, subjective, you know. Uh, Because it's more community-based versus uh, the game itself. And uh, that's kind of where I come from. A lot of my, not concern, but kind of the observations I make about Dust is like, you know, me personally as a player, I enjoy playing Dust. Like mostly because of the people I play with um, or the people I've met in the game. If I came into this game brand new and knew nothing about it, I would... Clearly, be one of the people that played it for about three days and never come back, mostly because the gameplay is, you know, just it just lags behind everything else that's out there, you know, relatively competing to it, and the community has clearly changed, by the way, you know, over the last year, clearly, uh, as has as had has the feel of the game, uh, in the match, it's much less tactically based. I think it's much more twitch-based, which is maybe good for you know appeal to the masses.
5: I think it was more Twitch-based like a year ago.
0: I don't. I don't get that at all. Uh, the, Time the, to
5: kill was so low like a year ago that you you could practically you you barely looked at someone and they fell over and died.
0: And and we've replaced yeah. it with people jumping 30 meters in the air like tribes and you know running so fast that you can't actually hit them with a weapon like literally.
3: Uh, tribes does it much better. See, yeah, no, that's, yeah, that's my people. point. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like you can hit people going through the air and stuff. It, it sh- they need to get the gameplay better, honestly, if they're going to support it. Because otherwise, you're just gonna yeah. But like I don't this this think they can get the gameplay better. better. Like
0: like think about it. they they can't. There's you can't get the gameplay itself better in its current format unless you've they've figured out a way to slap on like you know vaulting. Or something that changes how you move, something that changes how you interact with the environment, ways to get more than 16 players on your team, you know, that kind of stuff.
3: And with the um, going to x86 platform, you could do those things. It's just a matter of can they do those things? Like, Are they good enough to be able to? Um, oh, no, really yeah. Gameplay's fun. I mean, I, obviously those things are thing. all
0: out there, man. I mean, I'm, I mean, you could look at any, like, most other games that would be relatively in the same competitive bracket as, as what, a you know, a Dust or, or you know, Dust 2.0 or, you know, Legion or whatever would be. Uh, and you can see a dramatic, you know, a, a evolution in terms of where this game was or game is now. And that's kind of the thing is, like, I'm all, like... If like a year ago they said, "Hey, we're going to make this thing available on the PS4 and continue to iterate on it," uh, you know, legitimately, and then you know, with some actual dev assets behind it to a degree, I, I probably would have been much more okay with that, um, and maybe would have considered continue to to fund them. Now, here's an interesting thought: as I, you know, harken back to like the game spotlight that we did this last week on. Um, Uh, a game called Shadowrun Dragonfall. It's ran by a studio called Harebrained Schemes, and they are right now probably owning Kickstarter. Uh, They've had three very, very successful um, Kickstarter pitches, and they kind of base it around a, a a different premise than most Kickstarters. Most people, when they think of Kickstarter for a game particularly is, hey, if you give us money, we won't make this game. And you got to give us a lot of money and we're going to run over budget a lot. That's kind of how, that's why most of them fail and don't work very well. Uh, what they did was a very different version, which is, hey, we're going to make this game no matter what. We've already got a budget for it. We're making it Here are the here are the add ons and the stretch goals that you get every time we hit a funding goal. this is what i go back to right now what we're waiting what we're doing with dust is it's very very dependent on aurum cells uh whereas you take other games that are you know like games like harebrained schemes puts out they're like they already have a gaming budget and they're making the game but let's say for you know when they hit you know their first goal they're going to put in a new set of tanks or another set of vehicles, or, hey, here's a new, here's two new maps, if we hit the third stretch goal of, of cash. And there's a very tangible and direct line to what the crowdfunding or those, you know, the community funding hits versus what's delivered in the game. Uh, and that is right now very working very, very well for them. And it makes me wonder, could CCP take that kind of Take that kind of shot. The reality is are probably not going to. But it would be very interesting, particularly in a game like Dust, which I think they could actually make that that style style of funding work, and maybe perhaps maybe uh, do better than you know you know probably probably any other estimate that they could come up with internally. I think that that would actually work
3: really well because just thinking about it for myself, I honestly put down probably like three four hundred dollars or something like that so want to see the game grow obviously on a better platform and if they could provide really good incentives to do that just like per person like say you put down 250 you could name a weapon or something like get your name on a planet something crazy like that i i'm pretty sure that a lot of people would pay just to Get something like that done, and if it's going to go towards getting better things in the game, I'm pretty sure that a lot of people would put down even small amounts of money.
0: Yeah, no, I think that's that's pretty fair. Um, it, it's kind of it Like I said, it's all interesting. I I I would say this. I think that the majority, what we see in the current gameplay right now, I'll be very you know, like I said, I still have fun with the game. It is, I think, as good as they can make it, and, and that is, in some cases, not bad. You know, it, there, there are some things it does very nicely. It does encourage team-based play in a way that you don't get in a lot of other games, frankly. And the fact that it, it, you know, it's got time to kill measured in a couple, couple, three seconds, you know, as opposed to like, you know, kind of a boom, you're dead thing. That that's not bad. You have a time to react. I do think, I do think that uh, squad-based or you know, team-based play has changed dramatically. Uh, the game, to me, anyway, to me, it feels a lot twitchier than it used to. Uh, it's much more speed-based as opposed to kind of uh, like true squad tactics-based. I, now that that very much changes. That's very much user-dependent, though. But I think I think broadly, they are they're at the point of they have done as much as they can with Dust, and and a lot of it is good. It's just dated it's not it's not necessarily bad, but boy, wouldn't it be kind of cool if they upgraded like how how we move in the game, the UI and all this all these other things that you know the community asks for a lot and And I'm absolutely confident that CCP Ratati and the gang in Shanghai would probably be really interested and really like to do, but there's maybe just not a lot they can do either with the p s three or with the resources that they have to to execute it, I think.
3: I wonder how they will respond if, say, someone made a petition and a lot of people signed it saying that we want some sort of funding structure like that.
2: Petitions don't really work online. Yeah, they're not going to care. It, it's, it, I mean, it, it's a very high-level decision, and it's it's going to be up to the numbers and the, the board of directors, not so much the players, unfortunately, on something that that's that big and robust. I know. I mean, I mean, this is this is kind of what I was saying before that I think right now it's kind of at a it's certainly a decision to, a deciding point on where the game is going to go. It's either going to flop or it's going to you know keep going. And I think there's a lot in the works, and depending on how it goes, you know, is going to determine a lot of people in, in terms of how interested they are in continuing to support or play the game. I mean, like like Jason said, he's he's obviously not. Financially supporting the game right now due to that uncertainty, which I think is completely reasonable. And I think that until we have a little more certainty and people have a clear vision about what's going on, you're going to end up with a somewhat apathetic player base. Because I mean, sure, the game is fun. I mean, I'll I'll agree with that. But at the same time, it's also a little frustrating from someone who knows nothing uh, to stay interested and engaged and willing to invest, you know, a lot of time and money into a franchise when there are a lot of options out there, which are superior in terms of value in a lot of regards.
1: I would have to heavily agree with that. And even, uh, you know, not knowing about, you know, the future of, you know, this game that you're so heavily invested in have dropped you know, X amount of dollars into, um, it's just yeah, it's it yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> I like, feel your I, pain.
0: Well, it's kind of interesting. Like I was looking at a game called Insurgency right before I came on cause, and it I was watching a uh, a YouTube video by a guy. is uh, you can probably find on on YouTube called Total Biscuit. It's a British guy does very very good game reviews. By the way, I want like, a biscuit. Really I'm hungry. I've got some. Oh, God, I could go so many different directions with that one, but um, it, it was very interesting the way he described the game. It was very much what I wanted out of Dust and what we I think they actually delivered in many ways. Um, I, I think what I was looking for when I came into Dust was something along the lines of, like, Arma you know, or Mag, but in a much more sci-fi world. Um, and I think, you know, for a while we were kind of getting that, and it just is what it is right now, and that's kind of okay. Um but like I said, I think that there's a ton of potential about what they could be doing or what they could have done rather. Um, and it'll be interesting to see. And, and I'll be I'll be frank with you. I really want CCP to be successful. I like a lot of their products, but they and by the way, shocker here, like total spoiler. They suck at communicating with anybody and generating any kind of outside the box thinking in terms of uh you know, delivering, you know, perhaps something innovative. They, that used to be their hallmark. And, and it's, it's really, I mean, I think maybe they're sinking all that type of energy into Oculus Rift and, and Valkyrie and God love them. I hope that does well. Cause I, I mean, I'll probably be playing it on a PS4. Um, but th- they've definitely kind of walked away from like the, the shooter community or the console community or the first person, you know, like something outside of the Eve community, uh, for a long time now. And they just don't, they might be working on some really absolute home run stuff, uh, but they don't tell anybody anything.
2: Uh, and it's,
0: so it's really, really tough to, to justify any kind of like customer-based relationship with them. And it just, it's almost like dealing with Comcast customer service. Fair enough.
5: Well, I mean, you know, they used to say a lot, they would say all sorts of things they were working on and none of those things actually happened. And that's not just, you know, FanFest 2013, but it's the, I remember back in 2010, which I think was pretty shortly after I was getting into EVE, um, they showed off uh, like a light version of EVE running on a Motorola Zoom tablet. I have a Motorola Zoom tablet. I still can't run any form of EVE on it, but that was a thing that they showed off. And they're like, this is a thing we're working on. And then it never happened. And that's, there are dozens, dozens of, of things that are exactly that way. Uh, with CCP, and they realized how how toxic that was to, to their to their
0: game. Well, and, yeah, but the difference is like that, that's the thing. It's like you can communicate, but there, you know, sort of the unwritten the unwritten thing is that what you communicate needs to be at least for the most part true. That's but it was, yeah.
5: it, but it just wasn't at a point that it really any, was sure.
0: What and, what came out of CCP Jean's mouth do you think was true?
5: Okay, there, there's that. I was talking. I was still talking about the the mobile Eve. That was a thing they were working on. They had a whole division assigned to doing mobile for for forever, and they never produced a single mobile app. Um,
3: well, and just Gun these- a just thing.
5: Yeah, I know. It it's a thing, but it's a completely different department under completely different people. True. <laughs> I mean, they're at the point they've been. Wor- you know, they were working on Gunjack for a while, but it's. They announced it when it was a point. This is a thing that's actually going to happen, and that's that's the same thing. I mean, you're 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 unsure about uh, the future of Dust. I would say that as long as CCP doesn't say anything, that's because they're unsure about the future of Dust, um, and and they're not yeah, but- going to say anything until they're sure.
2: But but as a player, that's very disconcerting when the company producing the game isn't sure about the future of the game that they're asking you to spend money on. I mean, you have to understand that yeah. if the co- game true. company lacks confidence, the, the player base is going to lack confidence. And I think that I've that,
5: always stuck to a, a, a single point on, on spending money: is you should assume, when you spend money on a game, you're spending money for whatever short-term enjoyment that money gets you. No, I, have, ag-
2: I, I agree. I, I totally agree. I, I you don't, don't spend
5: on the investment or, or potential of the future unless you really are okay with the fact that you're making a complete gamble with that money and you know that you may or may not get any return on it.
2: True, but you also understand that, especially with the nature of, of how things are, uh, like we said earlier, you know the, the game could... Shut off with a with a month's notice, more or less, and you know that that's going to spook people. Even if they're they're buying it for momentary enjoyment, that's that really does spook people. And I, I don't advocate people spend money to invest in the potential of the game. You should spend money because you want to get something in the now. I mean, that's that's reasonable. But you, at the same time, they're not going to want to you know invest in the now if tomorrow may not be a thing. You know, there there is some level of crossover there, and I, I think that the the, the uncertainty and the reluctance of players to actually you know invest as much as they could in something is is largely due to ccp's lack of commitment to its own game and its player base in terms of how it communicates i mean they, with the problem with ccp is that it's very black or white either they're going full forward making promises that are outlandish or they say nothing at all i mean i've been following eve and dust for years now and they're, they're really bad at, at it, it could go in that middle ground where it's like, well, you know, we'd like to do this, but you know, and actually being very open and communicate what we're talking about internally to the players, because that's going to get a much better result. I mean, there's there's plenty of games out there. I mean, I know that, that Jason follows the Warhammer 40k development, and they're very open about what they're doing and, and what they'd like to do. But setting reasonable expectations and actually communicating those expectations and understanding their limitations as a company, and you just don't see that with CCP. It's I think that the players' reaction to that is is perfectly reasonable.
3: Um, I just like to point out this look with the um. Idea of a uh, developer talking to the community. Look at Robert Space Industries and Star Citizen. They've literally been putting out what they've been working on every single month, and the community. You see how much they're making. If CCP needs to figure out a way that they can communicate something on the lines of that, because they do it well, and I like to see CCP do it sort of as well. I. But I don't see them doing that reason. I guess it's just because I've seen them do this thing, as you said, pretty much since EVE started.
2: Well, and that's what really frustrates me, is that you see, at least I personally see, CCP as being capable of producing some really amazing stuff. But it's extremely frustrating stumbling through the community when so many other companies so well and so, you know, Look at me up, that okay. it, it, it's just, you, I'm banging my head against all like, guys, like, I know you can do better than this, but they just, I mean, don't get me wrong, it's improved on some fronts, overall, in terms of, like, big picture scheme, it's just not there, and it's very frustrating, I mean, a large, a large part of my, uh, you know, maintaining, uh, it comes from, uh, you know, various CP members saying, trust me, it's worth it because we know things you don't. And I, I believe them. I trust the, you know, my, my, friends that that I, I have in the CPM, but our as as CP, CCP goes, I, 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 it's difficult for them to actually pull it off because they're so unwilling to talk to me about it. You know?
0: Yeah. No. And I think it's fair. I mean, I, I will say this though. I, I do think that you know, when CPM two gets on board, there's probably going to be some cool things at the sea. And there's probably going to be some, some things that, that that are not so cool or mildly frustrating to them. uh, You know, the kind of the curtain gets lifted back. You're going to have a new
5: set of people to give you that impression of what they feel about where the game is right now.
0: And while that's true,
2: you know, the the thoughts of, you know, 12 to 14 people be enough to sway the community into, you know, actually believing and being until the company itself actually comes out and says something. So, I mean, sure, you influence a bit, but it's not going to really drastically improve the community, you know, feel and mood. It's it's just that that has to come from c not from the CPM. Hey,
0: Pokey, po- you're cutting out a little bit, but I I think kind of just to yeah. what you're, it's not it really isn't, nor should it be the CPM's gig to uh, you know, effectively become, you know, a component of the marketing campaign, uh, the internal marketing campaign for, for a game, any community-based thing. Uh, and, and I've been saying that from the get-go, that that's, you know, and I I absolutely don't think that on the CPM straight out, you know, will will tell you falsehoods often anyway, or at least most of them won't. Uh, but you know, there's a lot they can't say, and and every time they say, hey, you no, know, things are going okay, or this, that, and the other, and like, oh, trust us, it's gonna be all right. I, I do believe those people uh, for the most part because they're they're going on what they what they see, what they feel, what they really, it it means about as much as me saying it because it's not the company, you know, CC putting that word, they put the community, the community elected representatives uh, in a very bad position a lot because they either, you know, relied on them to carry the water in terms of a a marketing and I, uh, you know, information operations sort of way, uh, or they didn't care enough to engage the players, period, no matter what. So either one of those two options is not good, uh, at least from from my perspective, now that all like I said, all that being said, I think there's a lot of good things under Rattati's regime. I think they've done great. CPM2 has a lot of uh, will have a lot of interesting things to to probably set their teeth into. And there's probably there's probably a fair amount of hot fixes to the game itself that are coming on. I, I assume they're going to continue to support it in the fashion that they've done so far over the last year, which means you know there's going to be you know neat neat things coming out of the game. Game and that was learned. Um, and it, it would, I guess my, my point is, it would be a shame to let all of that knowledge go to waste within CCP. And ultimately what will happen is if they don't, a lot of those will go work another game, maybe another company or whatever, but it'll be a good, it'll be a good, um, you know it'll be a good experience you know, for some people and, and others will just move on. So I'm kind of okay with it either way, but like I said, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm uh, rooting for CCP to be successful. Now, uh, I guess my question is that we want uh, in terms of <clears throat> setting the table for uh, what's kind of going on with CCP or the game for, I think we've kind of covered quite a bit of it. Yeah.
5: I'm just um, glad that Frame should be back this week, so we should have less silence, hopefully.
0: Well, What was that? I think, I think we're all breaking up on normal, Everyone's right? breaking Yep, yep. Yeah,
3: I didn't understand half of what you were saying, and then I was responding, and then I started hearing static in my own earphones. So.
0: Ah, okay. So mumble is foiling us. All right. Well, on that note, uh, uh, I'm. I did want to do a quick shout out to, um, not quite a shout out, but more of a, a notification, sort of a, a PSA. We, uh, the Biomes Spot Games Lights, a pretty good discussion question on Shadowrun Dragonfall. I talked about it um, last week I think on the the normal show for about 5 10 minutes and, and we like we we like the game enough that we wanted to dip into it and this is something kind of new for us where we pick a a very specific topic not CCP related basically uh, a game it can be CCP
5: related just not
0: yeah, it could be it could be anything just about within some reason reasonable expectation. It's something we would talk about uh, on the show deep dive about it. Uh, Zelp really uh, well laid out blog post that kind of describes it up, uh, and we had our first episode up, so we really take a look at that. And I, I know a lot of our audience
3: And he's gone to here. Yeah, oh, there he is. Oh yeah. I did not catch anything what you said for the last like 20 seconds, Jay.
0: Okay. All right. Well, instead of instead of saying all that, everybody go to the blog, check out the spotlight, read it, and give us comments and tell us what you want us to spotlight. How's that?
2: Sure. Yep. Got that.
0: Okay. Solid. Um, so, in in my, my homage to uh, to mumble, kick, him in that we go to shouts. What do you guys think?
2: Yeah. Before we get wiped off yeah. the server here.
0: All right, sounds good. All right, we're going to start all the way at the top, so I will bait.
1: Shout out. Let's I'd like to give a shout out to my corporation, the Demonic Cowboys. Love, love playing with you guys week after week, year after year. It's been good so far. Um,
0: let's see.
2: I think that'll be it.
0: Okay. Uh, Pokey. Uh,
2: I'll do a shout out to all the Dust community members that have been sticking around since the beginning, despite the bitterness um i get why you're better it's it frustrates me but i, I get it and I, I do appreciate everyone sticking around and, and being the lifeblood that keep going because i i do have high hopes for the game as do all of you and hopefully the future will bring um better times so looking forward to it guys
0: Alrighty, righty
3: i'd actually like to give a shout out to anybody who has ever played a ccp game you've been through some sort of suffering at one point, and I give you props for dealing it out and just keep on trucking. Alright, brother.
0: Uh, Sarai?
5: I give my shout-out to our wonderful Mumble server and everything that it has done for us.
0: Agreed. Okay. Yeah. Um, Alright, real quick, I'd like to give my shout-out dead air. I'd like to give my shout to Broken Sentences. I'd like to give my shout-out to anything else that you probably can't hear. Um, and on that note I would like to give a shout out to CPM2 members to Everybody today I-
3: No, they didn't understand a single word You just said
0: No, no we got most of it
3: really?
0: mm. I didn't mean it, it just mean. All right. hmm. Go ahead and stop talking Alright, okay. Zell, how many people voted in the election? Real number
5: Um, I don't have an exact number for you, sorry
0: Zell, give me a real number I don't even know <laughs> Iron Wolf is
3: 4.5k-ish.
5: That's probably, that, probably accurate-ish.
0: They'll do me a favor. Like, I need you to go and get on Amazon and order some testicular fortitude now that you're going to be off the CPM2. <laughs> on that note, <laughs> folks, we are going to land the plane. So, uh, everybody, we appreciate you listening to this very broken and uh, you know distorted version of biomass. So, with good night and good luck love